It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back at it again for another episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, giving you all the insight on your Carolina Panthers. Currently, three times a week as we are here in off-season mode on Locked On Panthers and across the Locked On NFL Network and across the Locked On Podcast Network for, well, I guess I just said all NFL shows. Now, I did have a friend the other day who listened to the show, and he asked me, where do you get off only doing three podcasts a day and not doing five a week? And I told him, there's not a ton of news going on with the Carolina Panthers. We still have OTAs going on. We have rookie mini. We're going to have mandatory mini camp rather coming up uh, next week. So I'll certainly talk about that. But after that, there's not anything going on. The only news that would happen is if someone gets injured away from the field or someone gets arrested. So currently sitting here in early June. No news for the Carolina Panthers is good news, but I'm still going to be here to talk Panthers with you and to chop it up and start thinking ahead as we've been doing here post-draft the last month, thinking ahead to the 2021 season. So we're going to get into all that kind of stuff today still on the show. Going to talk about Sam Darnold again. That's been the big move of the offseason, trading for Sam Darnold, bypassing quarterback in the draft at eight instead of taking J.C. Horn, Ted Wynn of The Athletic had a really good breakdown of Sam Darnold, the positives, and of course the negatives. And the key question, of course, is can Carolina save Sam Darnold? Now, Sam Darnold also has become quite friendly with Christian McCaffrey, both of them turning 24 and 25 respectively over the weekend and making me think that maybe this could be a dynamic duo in the years to come. At least McCaffrey 
The question, though, is Darnold, will he be one of those guys? Also, great news for Greg Olson and his family as his son TJ got a heart transplant. Great message from him that we saw on Monday morning. So I want to share that with you guys on the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also, check it out on Spotify. You can find us on Odyssey, on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday throughout the offseason, you're going to get a show every Friday. So... I'm not, not giving you one on Monday, but you're always going to get three shows throughout June. But every Friday, you will have a show where I'll answer your mailbag questions. So make sure to get those in. Typically, try to get them in um, by Thursday. I typically record in the evening. So if you want to get your questions in, please get them in then. But if you get to them late or you just want to give me a question early on in the week, which I encourage you to do, please do that. And I will always make sure to answer your question um, at some point, whether it's on that Friday or coming up in the upcoming Friday. So thank you to everyone who's participated with the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers. So let's start off, though, by laughing at the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Julio Jones is no longer a Falcon. He was traded to the Tennessee Titans. That was the big news over the weekend in the NFL. On Sunday, he was traded to Tennessee for a second-round pick. And the way the Titans have performed the last couple years, it's almost a third-round pick. So let's just sit here and revel in the fact that the Atlanta Falcons traded the best player in their franchise's history for a late second-round pick. (laughs) The Atlanta Falcons, who did not have money to sign their rookie class. Now it's gotten rid of Julio Jones, which is now going to give them the opportunity to sign their rookies. Congratulations, Atlanta. I'm almost at the point where I'm thinking that Terry Fontenot is a sleeper cell who came from New Orleans, where he spent the bulk of his career, to Atlanta to destroy their arch rival. I am now believing also Arthur Smith, who was in Tennessee the last two years as their OC, got the job in Atlanta. He's now helped out his former team by giving them a future Hall of Famer to put on the same offense as Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. <laughs> the Falcons, oh my God, it's so funny. It's honestly, it's, it is comedic gold to sit there and see what happened. I was just shaking my head throughout the entire process of this. Back to the draft when there was talk of Atlanta potentially offloading Julio Jones, and just trying to understand how that made any sense. Atlanta was horrific defensively last year. Offensively, when they needed to get things done, they didn't do it. This team hasn't been able to close out a football game since before the Super Bowl back in 2016. This franchise has no direction at all. New head coach, new GM, goodbye Julio. So now they drafted Kyle Pitts, who I think is going to be a stud. I think Kyle Pitts is going to be awesome, and I'm going to hate to go up against him, but I'm going to love to watch him play. And there's a part of me who kind of wanted to see what Pitts and Julio and Calvin Ridley look like just to be like, you know, it's a bit offensive porn. But if you're a Panthers fan, obviously you don't want to see that twice a year, which won't be the case anymore. It's just so funny that they took a tight end at four, just the concept of it. Now, Kyle Pitts, it's different. it's, It's different, though. But they could have taken a quarterback. And they didn't want to do that. Justin Fields also, who is a Georgia guy and would be so easy to market. They didn't do that. Instead, they took Kyle Pitts and then got rid of Julio Jones. 
They have Mike Davis, who was fantastic for Carolina last year while Christian McCaffrey was injured. But this Falcons team's not any good. And I had said this prior to they trade, them trading Julio. That Atlanta's going to be worse than Carolina. They were last place last year in the NFC South. And it's not necessarily like they're an organization in transition. The Panthers were start, had a brand new head coach. They had a one-year starting quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater, which was a terrible deal from the beginning. McCaffrey didn't play the majority of the season. They were starting one of the youngest defenses in the NFL. There was no expectation, which always confused me why Carolina Panther fans got so pissed off every time they lost in these close games when it's like, yo, this team's not supposed to be good anyway. At least they're being competitive. And I know you didn't think they're going to lose that way. I So I understand. But also, it's kind of like everyone thought they were going to be bad. So, you know, why are you getting worked up over a team that was not, like, going to be in the Super Bowl or go to the playoffs? But fans going to fan, and I'm not going to tell you not to love your team and be upset when they lose. Like, go ahead. That, having an emotion is better than having no emotion at all. But the only emotion I have right now when it comes to the NFC South and the Atlanta Falcons is just pure laughter at what this organization is doing. So let's look down I-85 South and just laugh at the Atlanta Falcons and their more, misfortune. They had to trade their franchise player, their best player in franchise history, to in order to sign their rookie class. And they're still stuck with Matt Ryan, who I think is a good quarterback, but they're just in this purgatory of trying to figure out, oh, well, I guess we're not going to suck, you know, at least intentionally, and we're going to have these an aging quarterback. We're going to have Coward Ridley still. We're going to draft a tight end at four. We're going to give away the notion of drafting another wide receiver, too, when you had a crazy wide receiver draft, and you're going to continually have this moving forward, and they didn't want to get a quarterback. So for Carolina, it doesn't mean anything. It just means that we get to laugh at the Falcons for being terrible still. The Panthers are, in my opinion, probably still going to be the third best team in the NFC South. I still believe 8-9, 9-8, eight, eight, that is the goal. And now the Falcons games, without Julio, and not having to worry about defending him, like those both need to be wins. At home, for sure. On the road, Atlanta, where the Panthers historically have been terrible, both those games need to be wins. Seriously. And you think that Mercedes-Benz Stadium is going to be full next year? We know how Falcons fans are. They're not showing up to watch this team. Go down there and take over that stadium and watch the Panthers win. There's no excuse next year for the Carolina Panthers not to go 2-0 against the Atlanta Falcons. This garbage franchise. This team that just gave away Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans, who an organization that has been laughable for years. But John Robinson, who GM's done a really good job turning around that organization. But it's also funny looking at Tennessee. It's like, well... Cool, you got Julio, but your defense is terrible. So what did that even do? He said he wanted to go to a contender. Well, the Titans, newsflash, they're not a contender by any means. But hey, Julio is out of the NFC South, so let's all rejoice about that. Who is in the NFC South now, though, is Sam Darnold. As we know, Sam Darnold, the Panthers traded for him prior to the draft. We sat here and talked about, ooh, will they take a quarterback still? Well, it was fairly obvious that they weren't since they brought in Sam Darnold. Ted Wynn of the Athletic. Does a really good job doing sort of film breakdowns and just looking at some of the quarterbacks and just all players in the NFL. He had a little breakdown on Monday of Sam Darnold. Want to get into that and kind of look at the positives and negatives if Sam Darnold tries to resurrect his career here in Carolina. 
So we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, so Ted Wynn over at The Athletic had an article on Monday, Sam Darnold film analysis. His strengths and his biggest hurdles as he begins new opportunity at Carolina. As we know, Sam Darnold was traded. Um, the Panthers traded for Sam Darnold as the Jets were moving on to Zach Wilson, who I think is going to be complete bust, but we'll see him week one as he comes here to Carolina. We'll, I mean, Zach, Zach Wilson's already said, they're like, yeah, the drivers here in New York are really aggressive. Like, that city's going to eat that kid alive. God bless him. Seriously. But, like, there's no way that's going to work in New York. Sam Donald's now here in Carolina, hoping with Joe Brady and Chris McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson drafting Terrace Marshall, team, uh, teaming up with Robbie Anderson again, um, and hopefully a better offensive line, which is still a major question mark, especially on that left side, hoping that things will finally work out for a player who has been turnover prone since his final season at USC and showed glimpses but not really enough for it to make any sense at all for the Carolina Panthers to take the risk of this season by bringing him in and getting rid of Teddy Bridgewater who has statistically been better than Sam Darnold like literally the entire time he's ever played football like going back to Louisville Teddy Bridgewater was better than Sam Darnold and they were both Heisman Trophy candidates at one point in time because everyone, like, any quarterback in college football that like, comes off a big season becomes an automatic candidate for the Heisman Trophy. Like Bridgewater in college and in the NFL has been better than Sam Darnold. But the Panthers said, see you later, Teddy. Go to Denver. Whatever. Bye. Sam, welcome home. It's still a head scratcher. It makes no sense to me. I don't think Sam Darnold's any good. He hasn't been any good. Maybe he'll be better in Carolina. I would imagine he can't really get any worse. And with the weapons around him, he should be better. But is it going to be good enough for him to be the long-term answer and get the Panthers to that Super Bowl or to the sustained success 
that David Tepper has promised us. He's also the same guy who said you heard about Rome and then after one year is like, oh, I can't sit here and be patient anymore. But we will have to be patient with Sam Donald because, well, you know, what choice do we have, at least for this season? Now the Panthers, as we've already seen, are willing to move off a player after one year, especially when they're spectacularly bad in the second half of the season, whether it was a knee injury or just, you know, being Teddy Bridgewater. The Panthers are willing to be aggressive, and they were aggressive by getting a quarterback who statistically is worse than Teddy Bridgewater. But here we go, into the article. Ted saying, Darnold regressed statistically in 2020. How about that? The numbers are bleak. According to Pro Football Focus, Darnold's yards per attempt, 6.4 from a clean pocket rank, 30 second that's not good folks his yards per attempt on out of structure throws 4.5 ranked 29th he did improve his pff passing grade under pressure to 47.8 but it ranked only 19th overall so right there we talk about the jets having a bad offensive line which is very true and panthers don't have a good one really outside of taylor moton i feel fine about the right side for the most part with moton and i'm assuming john miller at right guard and we'll just go ahead and throw in matt paradis in his final season in carolina as a center if you're going to feel about good about anything about that offensive line, I'll just feel good about those three guys. Just that you have the experience. They were there together last season, and that continuity should help. Now, the left side, uh, projected starters of Cam Irving and Pat Elfline, we're just going to go based off of them being a priority for the team in free agency, which I will never understand unless, you know, they turn out to be good. But right now, I don't get it at all, considering, like, they weren't good so far in their careers, whether it was Elfline back in Minnesota as a former third-rounder out of Ohio State. And then last year, trying to protect Darnold, which he didn't do a very good job of. And then Cam Irving being a bust in Cleveland, not much better in Kansas City, and injured and also bad in Dallas last season. So I don't feel good about that all that kind of stuff. But still, from a clean pocket, Sam Darnold was not good. Now, yes, his weapons in New York last season, outside of Jamison Crowder, who is like, what, a wide receiver three on most teams? They weren't good. So that certainly can factor into Sam Darnold not being good last year in New York. But to regress in 2020, in your third year as a starter, Adam Gase, complete bum of a play caller and head coach, we all know. But to regress after your first two seasons, one of kind of Todd Bowles as a lame duck they want to get rid of, year one of Adam Gase and then year two of Gase, and I just never understood why the Jets would go hire a coach from one of their division rivals who failed there. It didn't make a ton of sense to me, and it didn't work out for Sam Darnold. So all that is true. What's also true is that Sam Darnold is a risk taker. And the interception issues date back to college, as I've told y'all, dating back to his final year as a starter at USC, which is really only his second year as a starter, as he had taken over um, the year prior in like week four, when they went on the road and lost to Utah, he, he took over and then he went, they got hot. They won the Rose Bowl and an epic Rose Bowl against Penn State. And the next season, people were like, USC, going to the playoffs. Sam Darnold, Heisman Trophy winner. Instead, they didn't even win the Pac-12. And it was turnover after turnover after turnover. But still, because the scouts liked them. And what he did the year prior was drafting third overall. Hasn't worked out so far. But interception issues are a problem. Obviously, issues equals problems. I didn't really need to say that. Either way, Ted Ted Wynn saying, Darnold is a gunslinger who will take chances and trust his arm to fit passes in tight windows even when he only sees a sliver of space. Which, you know, sometimes I'm fine with that. If you can, like, there are tight windows in the NFL. The windows are obviously smaller than the ones that you see in college, but it's being able to be pinpoint accurate, which Sam Darnold really has not been. 
He says that this was a problem in college and it has been a problem in the NFL. Last season, he threw 11 interceptions in 12 games. Three of those interceptions were on plays in which he trusted his receivers to beat man coverage, but they didn't, which is an excuse right there. And not necessarily an excuse, it is a reasoning behind the interceptions that his receivers just weren't good enough. So he trusted them. They didn't make the play. Those are three interceptions. But also, listen to this. Two of those interceptions were on plays that he scrambled and threw across his, his body back to the middle of the field, which they tell you, like when you're playing Pop Warner, not to do that. You never throw across your body and over the middle late. That is something that everyone knows, even if you don't play quarterback. That is fundamental stuff. That in the NFL, third-year starter, face of the franchise, he's still doing that. That is a horrible habit that cannot carry on to Carolina if he wants to have success here and if he wants to be the starting quarterback long-term. Also, here we go. Three of his interceptions were on similar plays in which he tried to throw to corner routes but didn't see defensive backs dropping deep late. So, not reading the defense. So, throwing across your body late, over the middle, and then trying to throw, I mean, a corner out, that's that's out to the sideline, that's a tough throw. And if you don't see that DB backing up and dropping, that's going to be an issue. So, two things right there that Sam Darnold has to work on if he wants to be successful here in Carolina coming up in 2021. And I hope it's going to work out for him. Now, those are some of the negatives, and we've been over that. Look at some of the positives, though, for Sam Darnold. And Wynn says this, one of Darnold's best qualities is his nimble pocket movement and ability to get away from the rush. And we've seen that as the Panthers, when they brought in Sam Darnold, social media team brought up that play where he's making that run to the left and he's able to throw and makes a ridiculously awesome throw for a touchdown for New York. He has the athleticism and that's awesome. I think he's actually probably more athletic than Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater's a pocket passer. So is Sam Darnold. But I think Sam Darnold's a little bit more creative which has gotten him in trouble, as we've talked about right here with the gunslinger mentality, which sometimes is great. But for him, he needs to play within himself. He wants to be a gunslinger, but he's not really talented enough to do that, as we've seen back at USC and so forth in New York Jets. If he comes to Carolina and gives, takes what the defense gives him and relies on DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey to go out there and make plays and separate, then he's going to run into, into better situations than he had in New York, where if he tries to go out there and be the playmaker, that's an issue. I know we always talk about kind of, it's a negative kind of connotation um, with this. We say game manager. That's all you need Sam Donald to do, right? Just manage the game. Don't turn it over. Hand it off to McCaffrey. Dump it off to McCaffrey. Take the easy, simple plays to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Terrace Marshall, Dan Arnold. Do all that kind of stuff. Be confident in the pocket. And confidence is a huge thing with Sam Darnold, too. You have to think about it. What he's gone through his first three seasons in New York. If he's able to do all of that, then the Panthers should have success. He could start earning back that confidence and then maybe be rewarded with an extension where Carolina's, hey, this guy's our quarterback. He might not have lit things up, but he didn't beat us. And he actually gave us better opportunities by trying to create plays. But within the scheme of the offense and even out of structure, being smart. So there's that when it comes to Sam Darnold. Now, also, Ted brings up his athleticism I've talked about. Darnold's athleticism, anticipation, quick release, and ability to make every throw on and off platform flashing up on film to hold on to optimism that he can solve his career in Carolina. It's just decision making. He has the physical tools and the ability. I just don't know necessarily what I've seen 
over the past four years of him that I have the confidence that he can come in here and be the quarterback that the Panthers brought in and are hoping that he's going to be and who the New York Jets hoped that he would be when they took him third overall back in 2018. So we will see how things play out. Now, the key question, obviously, is can Carolina save him? And Ted went asked, can, Car- can Darnold bounce back in Carolina? The tools that made him a top three pick certainly flash and he should improve because he'll have much better talent around him and better play call than Joe Brady. But how much he'll be able to improve remains to be seen. Unfortunately, Darnold developed some bad habits playing behind a porous offensive line in New York. Brady and the staff in Carolina will have to coach him out of these habits and restore his confidence. They are encouraging takeaways from Darnold's film, but it's rare that a quarterback of Darnold's production has been able to turn around his career. And that's just a big thing. You just do not see guys who've done what he's done get his second opportunity to be a starter, let alone actually reward the team that gave them an opportunity by being a much better player. But for Sam Donald, it comes just playing within the framework of the offense, not trying to get crazy and make too many plays. Having the ability to go out there and do something out platform is obviously important, but I don't think that's what Carolina needs to see from him this year. It's all about baseline stuff, fundamentals, and playing within the offense. And then if he plays well and he's smart, then moving into the second year, if he still is a starter, maybe we can build off of the things that have happened with Sam Darnold in 2021. But right now, confidence is key with Sam Darnold, building his confidence and preventing him from making those bad plays and having some of the bad habits that he had back in New York and having confidence within his offensive line and within the offensive framework. That is what the key to success for Sam Darnold is here in Carolina in 2021. Now, Sam Donald turned 24 over the weekend. Had a birthday weekend with Olivia Culpo and Christian McCaffrey, who turned 25 on Monday. So, happy birthday to those two guys. Could they end up being the dynamic duo for the years to come here in Carolina? Uh, maybe. It would be cool. I think that's certainly the hope. Also, Greg Olson, his son TJ, got a new heart. And that is just so freaking awesome, guys. Uh, I'll talk about that also as we got a message from TJ. And just super excited for Greg Olson and his family, as I know it's, I mean... I can only imagine it's been a really rough couple weeks for those guys as they're hoping to get a heart for their son. So going to get into that in just a moment. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar now has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor. When you talk about Built Bar, you talk about these awesome flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. And even better, you can get a mixed box. So if you don't just want to have coconut almond, you want to have coconut almond and mint brownie, you can do that. You can get both of those within the same box. Or if you want to get double chocolate and raspberry, you can do that. Or if you want to go crazy and go mint brownie and peanut butter brownie, which double brownie, come on. You can do that with Built Bar, which is super awesome. Built Bars also are healthy for you. Most flavors have 17 grams protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams sugar, and only 4 grams net carbs. There's something for everybody. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. 
The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com I'm not sure whether we're going to call it a bromance just yet but Sam Donald and Chris McCaffrey certainly uh, like to hang out with each other they're buds which is good that they've already built up a rapport you've seen them working out together which I've said it's no big deal every player out there I mean every quarterback's basically working out with his guys in the offseason but it's cool to see Chris McCaffrey who clearly is the face of the franchise here in Carolina after just a soul-crushing offseason of 2020 where so many fan favorites and future Hall of Famers, whether that's in the Hall of Honor here in Carolina or in the actual Pro Football Hall of Fame up in Canton, left Carolina. Christian McCaffrey is the face of the franchise. Now, can Sam Darnold also end up being the face of the franchise? It's not a surprise to me that the NFL decided in week one that they wanted to have Sam Darnold versus Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson replacing Sam Darnold in New York, obviously. He's now thought of to be the New York Jets. Sam Darnold... In Carolina, the way that this league works, it is a quarterback-driven league. Former third overall pick, supposed to be the face in New York, now hopefully going to be the face in Carolina if he can resurrect his career. All that kind of stuff jives. So it doesn't shock me at all. Now, Darnold's 24, McCaffrey's 25. So feasibly, you would love to see these guys. If things work out, be together for, God, probably the next six years at least. Just because McCaffrey... As a running back, you only have so many hits you can take. Now, we did see this past season where he got injured a lot, and that really sucked. And he already said, I'm not going to change my routine. Now, look, the two, the two injuries he had in the middle of the season, the ankle injury in Tampa, what is he going to do? That's just bad luck. Same thing when Danny Sorensen in Kansas City just pile drive his shoulder into the ground there late in that game. What are you going to do? Now, the groin injury that he suffered, working too hard to get back, that's all in CMC. But I don't really blame him for trying to work back and help this team that was still relatively... I mean, they were competitive. They just weren't winning games last season. And he had never missed a bunch of games throughout his career. I think he missed, like, one game back at Stanford one time. But outside of that, he's always been healthy, which is why the Carolina Panthers invested the money that they invested in him. Now, Sam Darnold doesn't have that investment yet. I just think for Carolina, obviously Sam Darnold needs to work out. But best case scenario for these two guys is that, and you know, and guys are playing later in their careers. So I don't think it's crazy to say if Sam, I think it really hinges on Sam Darnold and how well he plays here in Carolina. I don't think it's that crazy to say that Sam Darnold pans out and McCaffrey is able to stay healthy again and take care of his body. I don't think it's that crazy to think that at age 33, that Christian McCaffrey is still a feature back in this offense alongside Sam Darnold. So we're talking about, Eight years from now, them still playing together. They get nine seasons, close to a decade with these two, if that works out. I think that's the hope for Scott Fitter and Matt Rule, for sure. They don't want to be in the market for another quarterback next year. And the way the NFL has worked in the last couple of years, where running backs have been devalued, but the Panthers have valued Christian McCaffrey. I don't know what his contract will look past this one he has currently, which is still going to go until, I think he's, what, 29? So he's going to get another deal where he can make a decent amount of money. 
depending on obviously where he is health wise and where people value him throughout the league and how running backs continue to come out of college and whether they're productive enough to continue to drive down the price tag on starting running backs and guys getting potentially second and even in third contracts in the NFL. But they could potentially be a dynamic duo in Carolina for the years to come. That certainly is my hope and should be your hope. And I definitely think it's the hope of David Tepper and everyone over there on 800 South Mint Street here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Great news coming out from Greg Olson and his family as his son over the weekend, TJ, got a new heart. And an awesome message from TJ to all of us on Monday morning as he finally awoke from the surgery with his brand new heart. Hey, everybody. Thank you for thinking with me. Thank you for praying with me. Congrats. I hope you have on the win. Um, we love you guys. Bye. Yeah, I just just great stuff. Just great stuff. I told you guys that Greg Olson is one of my all-time favorite Carolina Panthers. What he did here over the last couple seasons. I mean, not even over. I mean, in his entire career coming over from Chicago, but also what he's done in the community. That's the kind of stuff that means way more to me than what you do on the field. Like, obviously, yeah, I want these guys to play well on the field and go out there and perform and win. And Greg's going to certainly be um, a Hall of Fame. He's going to have an opportunity to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Whether it goes or not, I don't know. That's something for someone else to debate. I quite frankly don't care about those kind of debates. He's been a Hall of Fame dude here in Charlotte, and that's really all that matters to me. What he's done over at the Levine Children's Hospital and what they've done for his son and what he's just done overall in the community here in Charlotte. I just thank him and his wife, Kara, for all the support for people here in not just the Charlotte area, but throughout the Carolinas. Love that guy and what he's done. And so, so happy for their family that they got that good news and his son got a heart. So hopefully that heart continues to grow with TJ and that they, he doesn't have to have these issues throughout the rest of his life. I don't know how this stuff kind of works out, but God, I just hope for the kid that he can have a healthy, safe childhood the rest of the way and then he can live to be old and maybe even play football and, and live and follow his dad's legacy who knows how that's going to work out but just super happy for greg and for the olsen family so that wraps up another edition of the locked on panthers podcast part of the locked on podcast network with your host me julian council follow me on twitter at julian council i'm going to need your questions every friday for our, fr- our weekly friday mailbag also make sure to rate review and subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts. On Spotify, you can follow us as well on Odyssey, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts. Make sure to do that because I'm only giving you three episodes a week right now unless something crazy happens and you might get four or five. But right now, off-season mode here on Lockdown Panthers throughout the month of June. So make sure that you're subscribed or following the podcast on any of those platforms so you get the show downloaded. And during whatever morning shows come out, make sure you can do that so you make sure to get every show. Also, if you follow me on Twitter, I'll be tweeting out for the most part when I have shows coming out. So make sure to do that as well. Again, appreciate y'all's support. We, again, had huge numbers, and we're way up year to year here on Locked on Panthers. So thank you for support, and I will talk to you later. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.